Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. A lot of different factors pushing the markets around lately. Inflation's still a headwind. You got investors trying to read Fed policy. Will the central bank follow through with what they said they would do? And of course, we also have the midterms less than a week out. And this all comes as the time-tested Dow theory remains bearish. I'm Andy Gersher, and this is GAINS. All right, let's bring on Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond. Got to check out his website, UpsideStocks.com. Chuck, always great to have you on the GAINS podcast. Thank you, Andy. It's great to be back. We bring you on to talk about the Dow Theory, along with the broader markets. But I want to give the Dow Theory props. It has guided us through these down markets. It's been bearish the entire time. And that's where I want to start, Chuck. What is the Dow Theory saying about market direction? And give us these key levels to watch. Okay, the Dow yeah. Theory, um, which you know we've talked about on your show, looks at the, the, the price action of the Dow Jones Industrial Average and Dow Jones Transportation Average. And right now, the theory and the, and the primary trend of the market based on the theory is bearish. And it's been bearish for several months, as you kind of, kind of alluded to. Um, the reason it's bearish is that we have not had this market hold previous important lows. They have kind of continued to cut through them. And until you see the market hold the lows on, on a successful retest, it'll continue to be bearish. So, so right now, the the Dow theory is classifying this rally as a as a as a bear market rally, a rally within a bear market. Now, um, you know the the last bear market rally typically will turn into the first leg of a bull market, and you don't know that until after the fact. But you know, right now it's this is a rally. It's it's been pretty vigorous, but that's kind of what you see in in rallies during bear markets. So what we're kind of watching are those 
September lows in the Dow Jones Industrial and the Dow Jones Transportation Average. And those lows in the Dow Industrials, the low point is 28,725.51. That's 28,725.51. That's in the Dow Jones Industrial Average. The Dow Jones and real quick here, real average. quick, these are always closes as well. I just wanted to throw that in there. Yep. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, that's important. That's important. They're always closes, and and the moves are based on closes, not intraday moves. And the the closing low, the recent closing low in the Dow Transports, Dow Jones Transportation Average, is eleven thousand nine 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 point four zero. So, you know, those are the lows. They're the recent lows. Those are the lows that are going to have to hold if, in fact, we have seen a bottom in this market and. What we expect to happen at some point here, this rally that we've had off off the lows will peter out and we'll get some sort of a retest of those previous lows in the Dow Industrials and Transports. And how those uh, lows are handled uh, will kind of give some indication on whether, you know, the bull market is around the corner or not. So that's kind of what we're waiting to see is. How does the market respond on the, on the retest of those lows? And just again, to recap uh, those two levels. The Dow Industrials, the low, and that was put in on September 30th, 28,725.51. And then the other part of the equation, the Dow Transport lows, and that was put in on September 26th, and that's 11,999.40. So those are the Dow Industrial and Dow Transport lows, you know, we often it will have a range with the Dow theory, but we don't have any upper levels now because we just kind of put in those lows and we really haven't had enough time. So I just wanted to explain that real quick, the highs, why there is no level there, and, and, and just explain that and what you're looking for to establish those other uh, levels. Yeah, the, you're right. There, There isn't necessarily a high level here uh, that the market needs to go through to to pivot from from bearish to bullish because what has happened is you know those lows that were made in september were were coming off a breakdown of the previous lows so you 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 know if you go back we had lows established in june then we had a very vigorous rally from june to to basically um you know in late august and then the market, if you remember, basically melted down in August and into September, making a new a series of new lows in both of the indices. So now what we've had, and that kind of sets, you know, starts the clock over again, so to speak, because you've had this new new lows developing in, in both of the averages. So what you then want to see is those lows get established, which they did in late September, and then you're going to have a rally, which we're getting right now. The the points that will be val- important are the ones that are being established on this rally. And wherever this rally peters out, maybe it has already, we'll, we'll you know, we'll find out. Um, but wherever this rally peters out, those then will be the important highs for both the Dow Jones transports and industrials. And what will happen is those will be the highs. You'll get a retest of the lows. If the, the retest is successful and those lows hold, then when the Dow Industrials and Transports then rally back and go, if they go above the rally highs that are being established right now, that is a change in the trend from bearish to bullish under the Dow theory. So it's one of those things, sometimes it's easier to show you than tell you. But in effect, we're in the process now of establishing important intermediate highs. And those highs will come into play for the market 
if, in fact, the lows hold and then the market re rebounds back above those rally highs that are established now. That, by definition, is a turn in the trend from bearish to bullish under the Dow theory. You know, we're also seeing big days to the downside, big days to the upside. I mean, we've talked about the volatility, but I mean, really big point days, uh, dropping points and then putting them on the next day. You often see this when, when markets are, are moving lower, that choppiness. Um, explain why, why we see that in, in these type of scenarios. I mean, huge points. It's it's much different than you normally is it short cover. And explain why you see these these big up and down point days. Yeah, and, and one point you're right. I, I I tell people this, and they think I have two heads, but I I, I almost cringe when the market goes up 800 points. Um, yeah, it's great that day, but that is not the type of trading that is emblematic of a market that is ready to do a sustainable move to the upside. I like boring markets where you've got, you know, the market goes up 50 points, 80 points, 100 points, 40 points. But, it you know, it's kind of slow and steady as opposed to the, that kind of volatility because, as you, as you mentioned, you know, that kind of volatility really plays into a trader's market. And, you know, that's that's a different type of animal than a, you know, a long, sustained, multi-year bull market. And one of the reasons you get these types of um, big surges or big downward plays, the surges in particular, are that in these types of traders' markets, you know, you've got a lot of shorts out there that are uh, that have to cover their shorts when the market or, or are quick to cover their shorts when the market starts moving against them in the short term. So you get this massive short covering that helps drive the stocks higher. And um, and, and then also, too, you have kind of the algorithmic trading and the computer program trades that trade around certain data points or earnings announcements or inflation reports or Fed moves and so forth. So you, you get into this thing where, you know, you, you get these big moves to the upside and to the downside, but they're they're not really this sort of market environment from which you launch sustained upward trends in the market. And so, you know, one of the things that would be nice to see is, is you know, a little bit of dying down in this volatility. That's probably not likely in the near term. You've got still have, you know, people wondering what the Fed's going to do with interest rates. You still have plenty of earnings that haven't been announced in this earnings season. You've got midterm elections a week from now. So there's still a lot of catalysts out there. You've got, you know, Russia, Ukraine, so, you know, the, this volatility is probably going to continue to, to, to persist here in the near term. Uh, and and that's, that's, that is a headwind for the market to sustain something to the upside, quite frankly. Fed policy, a big driver, kind of feeling like it uh, right now is baked in. But there's also a, another part of this where you, you kind of almost think that uh, some people don't believe the Fed and just don't think they're going to follow through. And then you, you also talked about the election. You have the midterms. Um, I've said on this podcast that I, I kind of thought that um, we uh, rallied off of those lows put in at the end of September and that we were going to rally into the midterms. And when you had a split government, which, you know, all forecasts kind of indicate that would be the sell the news situation. Uh, that's just how I see it. But I'd love to see how you uh, see the midterms and, and market activity and, and, you know, are they a factor here? 
it, it's uh, it, it's hard it's hard to say. I kind of agree with your your uh, thesis, though, in a sense that you know markets because markets are forward looking, they tend to discount things um, you know today that that are going to happen in the future, and so. You know, there is a, a, a conventional wisdom, and I use that term conventional kind of loosely because it's not always right, um, but there is a conventional wisdom that, um, you know, the, the Republican Party is probably better for this, the stock market. And, and so, boy, when the Republican Party, when you have this red wave that happens next Tuesday, whether that happens or not, we'll wait and see. But you have this red wave that potentially is going to happen, and that's just going to be great for stocks. And I kind of have a feeling that some of this rally that we've seen since September, I mean, you know, the month of October for the Dow Jones Industrial Average was the best month for the Dow since 1976. I mean, let that soak in a little bit. I mean, we've just seen the best month for the Dow Jones Industrial Average in 40-some years, I mean, you know, 46 years. I was um, mentioning that yesterday to people in the newsroom and everybody I talk to goes, well, it sure doesn't feel like it. You know, yeah, it's got, no, it and it kind of speaks to what you're you're talking about there. Yeah. So, you know, has that already kind of discounted kind of some of the, the quote, you know, good news or potentially good news that you might get from, a, you know, either a, a divided government or, a, you know, a, 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 just a, a red a red wave? I, I, you know, I, it kind of feels like it's certainly discounting some of that. I, the other part that kind of concerns me a little bit is that there does seem to be, and we got fooled on this before, um, that, well, the Fed is probably not going to be ratcheting up rates as, as tough as people thought they were going to. And there's, there seems to be kind of that emerging opinion again that that's going to be the case. And I'm not, I, I'm, I'm not so sure. Now, you know, you 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 can make an argument that says, you know, every big rate hike from the Fed is one rate hike closer to the end. In other words, you know, uh, and that's why sometimes you'll see the markets rally on big rate hikes by the Fed. It's like it's a head scratcher until you think, well, you know, we're one we're one closer to the end. I guess if we knew where the end was, and um, you know, that'll be interesting to see because we have that in this week as well, and. I'm, there, I'm not 100% sold. I, I, that, that's still a show me from the market perspective. So, you know, while I can't discount the strength that we've seen, I, I can't buy totally into the fact that it is onward and upward from here. Um, you know, just from a practical standpoint, you know, people talk a lot in our business, Andy, as you know, but what are they doing? And, and it's usually what they're doing is really what they think. And right now we're not – um, adding equity exposure to portfolios. We've, we, you know, um, we, we still have a fair amount of skin in the game, um, but we have not been adding to, you know, significantly to the equity exposure in portfolios. So, you know, we're going to wait and see what this retest, um, and there will be one with this retest, how this retest is handled by the market. All right, we're going to be right back with Chuck Carlson. Uh, we'll hit him up for how to play all this. Um, you know, I always ping him for an upside stock uh, pick or two as well from his upsidestocks.com uh, website. But, hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I've been told that's podcast gold. you totally be doing us a solid. Uh, and as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gaines episode drops. We drop Gaines episodes on Wednesday morning. We'll be right back after the break.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we really need new phones t-mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iphone 15s and each line is only 25 dollars a month new iphone 15s it's better over here. only at t-mobile get four iphone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, back with Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter in Hammond. He's author of the book Winning with the Dow's Losers. And you got to check out the website, Upside Stocks. Dot com. All right, Chuck, as as we were heading into break, we we're kind of talking about the setup here. And you were mentioning that uh, you're not aggressively buying stocks. How do individual investors uh, handle it here? How do you know when the bottom is and when do you start dollar cost averaging in the positions? OK, let me <laughs> let me see if I can answer all those first. How do you know when the bottom is? You don't. Um, a, 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 I, let me preface that. A, a good the market usually will reveal itself as to whether it's bottoming or not. And the best way it reveals itself is does it hold previous lows? Um, I know that sounds a little circular and maybe nonsensical, but the fact of the market is you need a bot market. First and foremost, it stops going down and stops making new lows. Um, so we'll, we'll see, you know, maybe those new lows are going to hold. Second, to get to your question, um, when should people be buying? And, and that really I think depends to a large extent on how they're positioned already. I mean, if you're somebody who's sitting there with a hundred percent, you know, you're, you're totally on the sideline and you have no exposure to stocks, then 
that's a different story than somebody who might be, you know, 80% invested in a portfolio where they can be. Now for that first example, for that first example, just take your portfolio that you have in dry powder right now, if you're not in the stock market, divide it into what, what do you say? 10, 15, 20 things, and then uh, deploy a little bit each month. And you'll yeah, be fine, exactly. Right? Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to start. I mean, you got to get in and, at some point. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, no, you're you're right. I mean, if you're sitting there with 100 percent in cash, you know, you got to you got to start, you know, putting you know a couple of toes or an ankle or maybe a calf into the water, so to speak, um, and get going. And the way to do that is is like you said, you can, you know, dollar cost averaging, which means you know, pick a time frame, six months, 12 months, 18 months, and say, listen, this is the money I'm going to get it in over the next 6, 12, 18 months, whatever that time frame is, and I'm going to divvy it up and I'm going to put it in. And, and you can do it in individual stocks. It's for, for, for some folks, depending on the amount of money, it's probably going to be easier to do that in, you know, two or three, um, you know, broad index funds that, that, you know, measure their benchmark various aspects of the market. But you got to start getting the ball rolling here because, yeah, you're, you're not going to be able to call the exact bottom and then think at that point we're just going to go all in. That ain't going to happen. And so you need to get the ball rolling now. Now, you know, jump to somebody that already has a pretty healthy exposure in, in, in the market. They probably have a bit of luxury to, to, to be patient here, to see how the retest does. Um, now, having said that, if, in fact, because it is still, you know, that old cliche, it is a market of stocks. And, you know, there are some stocks that behave, um, you know, differently during market periods. And if there's a stock out there that you really, really have liked over the years, and for whatever reason, it's gotten creamed in here, um, you know, go buy it. Um, you don't have to, you know, put all the capital in that you were going to put in. But I mean, if it's a case where you wanted to put in you know, $5,000 into a particular stock, put 2500 in and see how it does if the market does a retest. But but in terms of aggressively upping that equity uh, exposure, you're probably in the position where you don't have to do that. You can be you can afford to be a little bit um, picky here. Now, picky sometimes does not work in your favor. But, you know, look at it this way. I mean, if you're, you know, 80% in and the market goes up and it goes up and it goes up. You're you're still going to have plenty of skin in the game to benefit from that. Um, but here, given the fact that the primary trend still is bearish under the Dow theory, I would be inclined to um, for a portfolio again where I have pretty good exposure already, where I've got plenty of skin in the game. I might, you know, see how this pans out here a little bit in the short term. We mentioned that there aren't any on on the Dow theory. There isn't any higher levels established because we're just still too close to those bottoms that we just put in. What's a reasonable amount of time? I'm just trying to just get some kind of scope here on, you know, do you, That's a great question. you know, how, That's what good, kind of time yep. period does this have to play out? That's a great question. Typically rallies within bear markets um, and, and is the case with, um, you know, declines during bull markets. I mean, those those kind of mini trends that run contrary to the primary trend. The Dow theory says historically they run anywhere from three weeks to three months. They last anywhere from three weeks to three months. But now, um, that has been for the history of the Dow theory, which goes back to the late 1800s. I can tell you that, you know, things happen more quickly in the market now than they did you know, when I first started 40 years ago, um, having a lot quicker. And there's a number of reasons for that. Just 
the frictionless markets that we exist in, things like ETFs and other investment vehicles, where with a you know a press of a button you can move giant baskets of stocks. Um, so stuff happens quicker. So you know, three weeks to three months is the the traditional length of these types of mini trends. But keep in mind, you know, things, you know, that that three weeks could could be shortened to two, that three months could be shortened to one to to one and a half months. So, you know, I, I guess the bottom line is three three weeks to three months is is traditionally what we say, but, you know, it would not surprise me, you know, if, if you, you get two weeks to two months somewhere in there in terms of the length of these moves. And this one started um, off the bottom in, in, in late September, so we're already probably around four weeks into it, which is one month. And so, you know, you could you could have um, you could have it stall out now pretty much any time, or you could have it extend another four to six weeks. When you start nibbling, is there certain areas that you go to first? You know, especially if you start feeling like there's a retest, or or, you, or at some point we do eventually get an all clear sign. And what areas of the market do you you know go after for initially, and the ones that are most beat down, quality stocks you've been looking at for a long time, any particular sectors? How do you play that? Yeah, I think the answer to that is yes, yes, and yes, and yes. And and I've talked about this before in previous bear markets that if you start putting money in in anticipation of a, a bull market, the one thing you don't want to do is at least miss a pretty good chunk of, of the move um, by, you know, maybe focusing on one or two stocks that just don't get carried up or when the market rebounds. So so you should you should. Think about how you want to position your money and divvy up your money and diversify your money. You want to have broad market exposure um, first and foremost, um, and, and benefit from that increase in, in like the, the the indices that usually occur. So, with some of your money, you can you might want to just benchmark it to a, a broad market index, whether that's the S and P 500 or the Russell 1000 or or you know a, a total market index. But you want to you want to make sure you have market exposure. Secondly. You may want to focus on some of those stocks that have just gotten brutalized that you always wanted to own, that you like the long-term growth stories there, and you can go buy those. And then thirdly, and you would devote a, 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 a much smaller portion of a portfolio, but you could consider some of the more aggressive speculative stocks that have just gotten murdered um, that you can still make a fundamental story around and, and put some money into those. So it, it's not necessarily a question of, Okay, here's you know three stocks I'm going to ride. It's you want to get broad market exposure with some of your money because you don't want to miss the move by picking two or three stocks that just suck. Um, you want to um, you know focus on quality uh, stocks that are down if you're going to buy individual stocks. And then finally, on the speculative side, feel free to do that, but do it with a you know a much smaller chunk of your money. In terms of sectors right now and areas to look at this. You know, I've been telling folks here, and they're probably sick of me hearing it. But you know, if I have to compare this market to a previous market environment, it it's, it reminds me more and more of that 2000 to 2003 period, where you know the similarities. You know, and, and you had the, the the tech craziness of the 90s, late you know the 98, 99s. Here we had a similar craziness with SPACs and crazy aggressive growth stocks and, and crypto. technology stocks. And cre- yeah, yes, boy, yeah, in crypto. So you had that similarity. Then you had the, the blow up in that group. We've had the blow up 
in, in this group. Then you had this ex- massive exogenous event, which was 9-11 um, in 2001. Here we've had this exogenous event, which is really kind of Ukraine-Russia. Um, and then you have, you know, then then you have the kind of inflation, which had become, which is kind of an exogenous event. We really haven't had it since, you know, the, the 80s. Um, and if you go back and look at what that market did during that time, it was, you know, 2000, the market was down. 2001, the market was down. 2002, the market was down, the, the major benchmarks. But they weren't necessarily down huge. They, they just were kind of, in a cumulative way, they were down big. But one of the things that happened during that stretch, particularly in 2001 and, and in 2002, that you started to see a movement away to, toward a, a, a direction toward value and a direction toward small and mid cap, which is which are kind of value as well. So the the and, value that value growth push and pull was a factor then. I just looking back. Yeah, absolutely, and, 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 and it is and, now, and and, and yeah, we've been talking about it. Now. it. Go ahead. Yeah, you're seeing it now in spades. So, I mean, if people are kind of like, if they want to tilt or they want to, um, you know, a a direction. You know that's probably a direction to to tilt. I, you know, I, it's been so long since value has really had a sustained run. It's been so long since small and mid cap stocks have really held up versus large cap. And 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 this environment feels like that one to me. And in that one, it paid to have value exposure and it paid to have small and mid cap exposure in your portfolio. And I think that's something um, as people think about sectors and segments. Where maybe to tilt? That's probably where where they should be thinking about here. It's interesting you mentioned that because people who are new to investing saw that quick snap back during the pandemic. After watching that, if you haven't been in the market a a, a long time, you could think, oh well, that's how it is. You know, you have these deep crevices, and then the market just comes back roaring. Well, it doesn't always play like that. And you're kind of speaking to where you had, you know, stuff that occurred over multiple years. So that, you know, it's just not buying the dip. Right. And and, and, and again, is, is does that have to happen? No. Could I be all wrong? Sure. Um, but, you know, when, when I kind of think about the market, that, that that's the, the, the comparison that kind of keeps coming back to me. And, and, and it, it seems like... A, a similar climate, which I think will, will have some similar, not perfect, not perfect, you know, perfectly matched, but similar results. And, and as you said, we're seeing it already. I mean, a lot of people would be surprised to know that, you know, when you look at a total return of the Dow Jones Industrial Average this year, so you're looking at price change plus the the dividend flow, Dow's down less than 10%. It's kind of like what bear market? The Dow's down less than ten percent, but then you look at like look at Facebook know, or, or or some yeah, of the, the others that have gotten racked. Yeah, yeah, you know they've gotten they've gotten killed. So I mean, there has been this this pivot, and you know, and a simple way to kind of play, uh, you know, a broadening in the market and away from the mega caps or in some of these equal weighted indices that aren't market cap. Like you can go out and buy an, an ETF that. That has an equal weighted S&P 500. So what that means is basically in the traditional S&P 500, it's a market cap weighted index. Stocks with the largest market cap carry the greatest weight. Um, in, in an equal weighted, it, they basically take all the components and they, they equal weight them. So the smallest components in the market cap area in the S&P 500 are weighted just the same as the the, the, the huge boys. And 
you know that you know if I was buying if I was looking to buy an S&P 500 type fund right now index fund I would probably opt for an equal weighted as opposed to uh, a market cap weighted because I want to get some of that exposure in the smaller and middle sized companies in the S&P 500 uh, that I think are probably going to outperform the larger guys here uh, at least over the next six months or so. And talking about stocks that should be poised to outperform, we turn to the UpsideStocks.com list. Again, that's UpsideStocks.com. We always hit Chuck up for a couple uh, picks off that list that would maybe potentially make sense here. He's not deploying a ton of cash into the market, but there's always a good stock or two to take a hard look at. Uh, in- yeah, and that was a nice segue into the small. Actually, I, that wasn't the intent. But, yeah, I'm here kind of talking about get, getting the small caps. And, and actually, we do have a newsletter that does a nice job in that space. Um, let me give you a couple of names, Andy. I've given you one here, and, and it continues to do pretty well. And I, we continue to like it. And that's Esquire Financial. The symbol is ESQ. Um, it's it's uh, they offer banking services. Uh, one of their niches is uh, helping um, kind of you know working with law firms not to buy um, uh, not to buy kind of uh, legal contracts or anything like that. But um, you know a lot of times law firms will work um, on a contingent basis, so they have to front. Um, a, a fair amount of money to handle some of these cases. Um, and so they'll work with them on that. They'll also work with, for example, um, let's say you want a case, but there may be a tremendous lag by the time you get you get your money. And so they may loan out money against an award that's already been issued on a, on a case. So they have this kind of legal niche that's, that's kind of interesting. And the stock's done quite well. It's fairly thinly traded, so just be careful about that. But it's one where it, the stock has done well, and I think it, it can continue to do well. Um, the second stock I'll mention is AMN Healthcare Services. Symbol is AMN. And this is a company that provides various uh, medical personnel. Um, and anybody that's been in that field knows that it's um, a lot of medical facilities are, are, are still running very thin, and AMN provides um, staffing and, and workforce solutions for hospitals and healthcare facilities. So they have, you know, they have traveling nurses, they have, um, uh, you know, a, a support teams that they, they're basically kind of a, a human resources slash uh, placement firm for, for medical staff. And uh, you know they're just killing it right now. I guess I shouldn't use the word killing in medical in the same word, but for nursing staff, but they're doing quite well. And well, you know, fine. even even, I mean, October twentieth, it was one oh seven. It's one twenty seven, and you know that's that's a half a month. So it's really come back with uh, some vigor. But if you look at the the chart, even on you know going out five years, this stock a M N A Apple M Mary N Nancy A M N Healthcare. Uh, just if you the charts, just stunning on this. Yeah, and um, you know, it, again, is you know the big question there, and we've we've had you know we've had discussions about this here, is that you know what is that is that 
is that party eventually going to be over? Is this unsustainable growth for them? Um, and every time I think that might be the case, they just come out with results that kind of disprove that. So it'll be interesting to see. But And a nice 13 uh, you know, uh, PE on that, too, price-earnings ratios. Right. So so you're buying you know, two stocks that have very good momentum. Uh, they are small small cap, mid cap stocks. And so I think they're in a sweet spot of the market there and, and they continue to do well. And we're still very comfortable with both of them. And we, own, by the way, we own both uh, our clients as well. So again, uh, both those picks, E is in Edward, S is in Sam, Q is in Queen, ESQ, that's the first ticker. And then the other one, the second one, A is in Andy, M is in Mary, N is in Nancy, A M. Um, All right, so Chuck, as we wrap up today's uh, Gains podcast, what's the takeaway? You know, a lot of things in play right now. We we do have established downside levels for the Dow theory, but what's your 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 you know sum up our conversation and and your takeaway from uh, today's uh, Gains podcast? Yeah, keep an eye on those September lows. They're they're going to you know they're going to end up really telling the story as to whether we have bottomed or not. Um, I think this rally will probably pass here probably sooner rather than later, and we'll get that retest of the lows before the end of the year, and let's see how they respond to that. The other thing to watch is, uh, you know, we've talked about this a lot, is, you know, the the, the leading kind of canary in the coal mine has always been um, the Dow Jones transportation average. So kind of keep an eye on that and see how that performs as well relative to its low, because the transports really matter. Um, they're very economically sensitive. So, you know, if you're wondering if, in fact, this economy is just going to slide into a recession, the transports are going to tell you that. And they're going to tell you that by just really performing poorly and probably taking out that low. So they're, they're certainly an index to watch that few people do, unfortunately. But you'll be a better investor if you do. That's well, a Dow Jones transportation average. Us gains listeners, and we've talked about it for a whole, you know, a year plus now on this podcast and for years on the Noon Business Hour, the Dow Theory has been incredibly, an incredible tool to use here. And I think that big component to it is not only looking at the Dow Industrials, but also keeping an eye on that leading indicator portion of it, the Dow Transports. Yep, absolutely. They, um, you know, they're, they're probably the best barometer for uh, future economic activity that I think there is. And it's easy, you know, and what I like about tools like that is it's easy to use and it's cheap to get and anybody can do it. And it's kind of follow the transports and see how they're, they're performing. And, and uh, you know, it's unlikely this market will bottom without them holding that September low. So um, those are the two things. Watch the lows particularly and watch the Dow Jones transportation average. All right. Big thanks to Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter. He's based in Hammond. And again, check out that website, UpsideStocks.com. Hey, be sure to subscribe, follow, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I've been told that's podcast gold. And as always, subscribe and turn on those notifications so you know when a new Gains episode drops. We will be back next Wednesday, and I look forward to seeing you then. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.